What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? Welcome, one and all, to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Place and Video Games Podcast Network, and we are the only gaming podcast to say, New Year, same me. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, as always, the same co-host as I've had for quite some time now, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hello. 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 How are you doing? I'm doing. How are you doing? I, I am the same, but at the same time, I am different how are you how are you different because you know we're always growing we're always changing i don't know maybe i learned something that today COVID 50 is that what you mean by growing <laughs> i mean that just kind of the COVID 50 kind of turned into the holiday 15 and now it's i don't know just like 20 20 75 <laughs> well and it's a new year so we all have to pledge to lose weight and be more fit and then not do it like two weeks in right yeah, well, because you're at your least fit because you've just been eating, you know, peppermint bark for the last <laughs> three meals for the last week. So come on, let's all go for a run. Oh, right? well, it's true. I mean, it's true. Like we all did the the New Year's thing and the stimulus check came in. So my wife and I finally decided to uh, buy a stationary bike, which we've thought about doing for a while. And we always like, well, we could get one, but it's going to be a really cheap one. And then you look at the kind of reviews and you're like, Mm, is this even gonna be good Maybe, like yeah. it's made out of coat hangers and you're just like what <laughs> it bends as you're going through you're like oh screw so we we spent the money we didn't we didn't do peloton money i did look at that because peloton's like hey a free financing no interest and i'm like oh okay that's cool so i look at it and it's like a two grand bike yeah and, and you're just you like gotta, oh god yeah and you gotta pay for the classes so it's like okay it's only 50 dollars a month but then you're also paying 45 a month to use the classes and i'm like that's a hundred dollars a month for something i may not use but I'm going to have to pay that for like two years before it's paid. I'm like, no. So yeah, we spent like four fifty or something and got a good bike without the whole Peloton thing. And we're waiting for that to come in. That's the problem. Those we ordered it off of Amazon. And while it's a prime item, those larger items, they mm-hmm. don't ship in the two day kind of situation. Window, so they're like, yeah. hey, we'll email you when a delivery date's available. Well, I ordered it on like the third and I still don't have a delivery date. So like I chatted with them today and they're like oh it should be shipped out uh no later than the 10th and i'm like okay well that's not so bad but it's like i was super motivated like ready to go i'm like all right i should get it in like a week i'll be ready to go you know, yeah and now it's like the longer it's taking i'm like i want to do this i don't it know give you but, enough time to like back out you're like never mind never mind i just yeah. it's too much problem exactly so i've been trying to do ring fit a little bit there and i just realized after like the first session of ring fit i'm like Oh my god, I'm so out of shape. I can't do this. Like, <laughs> and I went back to the beginning. Place. I went back to like the first couple stages. Yeah. I did like the first three stages, and I'm like, oh, uh, my my like left hamstring is like super tight right now. And I don't like if like Tom Servo said the same thing. Like when he first started it, like he did one workout for like 15 minutes, and he hurt for like four days. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the stupid like Wii arm we all had while playing Wii Sports <laughs> for the first time. You're like, it's like, oh, but it's in my legs. 
You never, you've never moved your legs quite like that. Yes. And that's the problem. You just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just want the bike cause it's easy. And I figured like, okay, we're going to put it in a place in the living room. It's going to be fully visible in front of a TV. So I can just get up and just sit down, watch TV and just pedal and not think about it. You know, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. what the whole mentality doing that was, is like, yeah, I know I'm not going to get like abs from, I'm not going to get toned, but I will definitely lose weight. It's a cardio workout that I can just do while watching something, you know, make it nice and easy. And that's why we went with that, that route. To I want you to. Having. I want you to be sitting back eating like like some cake or something, you know, while you're doing it. Well, I, I paid a little extra. And I got the optional cup holder, so I can Side actually put, I can put dip in it, and I'll just oh. have a bag of chips while I'm biking and just dip. And just drink the dip. The dip is, I mean, I the dip just covers up whatever disgusting thing you're eating, you know, right? It's just whatever you're dipping it into, you just want the dip. It's true. You know what's really good? If you take that, that French onion dip and you dip Cheetos in it, it's good. So that sounds awful. Nope, it's good. If you like, like French onion dip, it's good. Texturally speaking, is that are they the crunchy Cheetos or are they the big puffs? No, 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 the Cheetos, the, the more crunchy kind. Okay. Oh, okay. I could maybe try that. I'd yeah. give that a the try. The soft ones would break if you try and get it in and kind of get a good scoop going. Yeah, and I, I mean, I already don't really care for the texture, so just adding wetness on top of sure. <laughs> packing yeah. peanut just seems terrible. <laughs> powdered packing peanut but yeah so i don't know we're trying to do a little bit of the fitness thing but the longer this good bike for you takes, man good the longer this bike takes takes i'm getting a little bit uh no no motivated. don't do it you're no, motivated you're good when it, show, when it shows up i'll be fine it's just like i was excited and then like the longer it's taken i'm getting unexcited i know but I'll, still I'll, do it. Do. <laughs> I'll still do it i have i haven't been gaming as much like i get up in the morning and i'm, I'm tired and i will typically just sit down and i turn on the tv now instead of playing games for like an hour yeah so, so i, you I can just five seconds right and i think i could just hop on the bike and do that while i'm still watching tv not really think about it that much in the morning and get my workout done you know before anybody's even up for the day so wow 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 can't not do it now no can't just like my wife um true but before we dig into the show before we start talking about some video games because we did take a couple weeks off everybody i know i think we said initially we were gonna do like one but then lucas and i were like meh holidays they kept falling on fridays in the week end of the week so like let's just come back next year so here we are we apologize for being probably a week later than we had said but thank you for all of you for listening but a special thank you to our patreon producers over at patreon.com slash psvg so thank you thank you mr michael Masick, barry cathcart edwin callow nick creature rude days 93 ben oh. moxham rob emmanuel nick falhaba paul calicote kyle Heyman, grouchy surge chris McElfresh, devin tyus and josh the bonesaw for bony so thank you all. And uh, if you haven't signed up, take a look over at the website, patreon.com slash PSVG, and you can see all the cool stuff you can get for just $3 a month gets you access to the exclusive PSVG DLC feed, which Donnie did share a bunch of episodes from last year on that feed last week while everyone was on Christmas break. So if you heard things like Rebecca's DLC and Elaine's DLC, I think there was um, a Strong Style thrown in there. So there's a couple different shows put on there that is on our Patreon feed. Um, that you can check out for just three bucks a month gets you access to pretty much double the amount of content you'd get on the main feed in itself. But so, what were like you a, say? I was gonna make a dumb joke. It's like a double stuffed Oreo. Ooh, but less calories. Ooh, more nice, filling, huh? but better for you. I like it. Actually, is it better for you? I was gonna say it's just less bad. Just because it's better sure. doesn't yeah. mean it's not less bad or That's something true. like that. You really, you really don't need more of us, but you, you get it for three dollars. we're sickeningly sweet it's true look at it this way it's cheaper than our only fans so this is only three dollars only fans cost you at least 20 
So it's, it's like you're you're dipping your toe is what you're doing. You're like, yeah. why go all the way? Let's just try it out and see. And there is toe dipping on our OnlyFans, by the way, for you people that have that kind of fetish. <laughs> we would not leave you out. <laughs> no, and that French onion that, dip. That wrench cup. Yeah, I was gonna say wrench cup. <laughs> French onion. So any uh, dip you want. <laughs> any dip, any dip at all. Um, but yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing. And ironically enough, because of the holidays, I really haven't paid, played a lot. And I know you went through a dry spell for a bit as well. Um, I did. But what what have you been playing? Uh, well, it, it's picked up in the last like week and a half for me. Uh, I decided I was going to try and maybe beat Marvel Avengers. But here's the thing. I got some problems with this game, man. Oh, I just not a fan of the, the gameplay loop. It, mm-hmm. it it was very story driven at first with Kamala Khan yep. and her search for the Avengers. But suddenly it got to the part where I'm expect I'm guessing they they are introducing you to more of the multiplayer missions where you have sort of these open areas um, and you have these missions inside of them. But it's very clear that you could come back. another time and do something else here and like i just feel like it lost some steam there um it it picked back up when i had to get tony like go find tony stark Mm -hmm. and i did that stuff and then i got him um some aim tech to be able to make a new suit but i'm i'm just not really digging the the combat quite honestly uh i think part of it is just the powers don't really feel like they okay so they do a good job with the powers like visually speaking it makes a lot of sense but from from the mechanics side of it i feel like i'm just pr- pressing the same two buttons you know oh, what yeah. i mean yeah. if it, it feels very much like a a warriors game almost yeah. Yeah. but just not in the way that like it's not hundreds of enemies it's like tens of enemies yeah but for some reason the combat is just not clicking with me and it took me a while to figure out what it was because like I said, like the story is all there and everything, and I was having fun with it. The characters are great, and and it's Avengers, and it feels like an Avengers game. But for some reason, it's just not doing it for me, and, and I and I'm not sure why. And I I think it's because they sort of handcuffed their characters to all have sort of the the same control scheme, if that makes sense. Like they all have the push left trigger and then pull right trigger to do. Uh, a, a ranged attack yeah. X is light attack. Y is strong. And like, they all have their different moves, but again, from a mechanics perspective, like they all have a hold the Y button to do a charged up attack, or at least everybody so far does. So in a way it's kind of like, you're just changing out flavors. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like it, it all looks cool when you, when you're playing as, Iron Man, it looks completely different than playing as Kamala Khan, but it just doesn't feel any different. Yes. And so it, I don't know. It sounds like a weird complaint because you're like, well, big deal. Like just think of it as one character and then just continue through the game. But like I said, it's just not pulling the strings for me for some reason. And, and I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I've liked every, the story I have liked so far. And like that whole progression might be the only thing that like pulls me yeah. to complete the game, especially because all of the games that I got from the library automatically have re, um, <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so 
I, I have them for one, for another 22 days, <laughs> so I could potentially beat it. But yeah, I, I think what happened was they threw in the, a few missions that don't, I don't know, just weren't really, they felt like filler. Um, yeah. The Kamala Khan out in the, the cold cryo uh, tundra. Yep. And then you're flying around as Iron Man and you're not really doing anything. You're just flying. And then you land at one spot and beat some people up and then leave. And it's, I don't know, like those two kind of killed that whole cinematic feel for me. Uh, the other thing that I just remembered that was bugging me about the game, and maybe it's just me in this type of game, but I I get tired of picking stuff up and constantly swapping out the exact same gear, especially when it doesn't yeah. like change your look. It's like, okay, I get a plus one power boost. Cool. Like, stop telling me to... Because it'll even if you ignore it, it'll be like, hey, you have more powerful items in your gear stash. And you go in there and you can press left trigger to set it up so that it uses your more, most powerful gear. And then I got to check to see if I can upgrade the ones that can be yeah. upgraded. And then I got to dismantle the ones that I that are way underpowered. And then I continue about my business. And then I do that about three or four more times throughout the mission. And it's, it's kind of like, okay, stop throwing stuff at me i just want to play the game please yeah i really thought too when they were showing like those war tables i think they called it when they were doing those uh previews of it i thought that that gear would actually change your appearance not yeah, just those too. skins you can get like yeah. that's the only physical changing that kind of bummed me out a lot because i really thought there's gonna be a lot of customization options when yes in theory there is but there's really not as far as visual customization and that's kind of what matters it doesn't like you said it doesn't matter if iron man's repulsor ray is you know the shield tech or the aim tech or whatever stark tech it doesn't make a difference it still looks the same when he's using it so it doesn't really feel any different to you as the player not really so yeah it's just a bunch of number crunching yeah, and right who cares it just makes the it's like those rpgs that when you're it doesn't matter if it's a skill tree or a piece of equipment when it like bumps you up by half a percent you're just like i don't really care whatever i'm not going to notice that no, so not at all so yeah i'm kind of bummed but also weirdly like kind of want to keep going so i don't know i, I kind of put it on the back burner a little bit just to yeah. see how i feel about it the story does pay off if you can get through it uh there is that i know the lull you're talking about it is a bit dry for a while but i ended up just mainlining like the main missions as you as you get there and you open up more of the other stuff i just yeah. kept doing the, the story missions to get through and then i i still haven't gone back and i should because i know the um kate uh hawkeye kate is there now as another character you can get and mm -hmm. i haven't done that at all yet so i should go back and check that out um but yeah you're right it's just like that motivation that loop wasn't satisfying to me i just like the narrative that they were telling really that was about it maybe that's what i'll have to do is just sort of ignore any of the sort of like powering up rpg aspects of it yeah. and just play it like a spider-man game or something mm -hmm. um the game that i've really been rocking lately is in fact i was just playing it before we started is nhl 21 now i've seen I, that your discord status constantly says you're was, playing nhl 21 yes that's just because i found out that i can uh stream it to a tablet or my phone and so oh. i tried a little bit of that and so there were a couple days that i just left it on and sort of forgot that it was even on i may not have actually been playing but it was still there um so I played a little bit of NHL 20 and then I got the bright idea to get it NHL 21 from the library. And for the most part, I had, I've just been playing the online mode with uh, Josh and that was fine. You know, we're having fun, but I think I talked about having to sort of level up your guy, even yeah. in, in that um, 
aspect of it. So I thought, you know what, why don't I give be a pro a try the career mode, if you will. Uh, Cause you know, you've got a lot of, it's a sports game. You've got franchise mode, you got um, hut, you've got all sorts of stuff. Uh, but I always like the be a pro mode just because you play as yourself, you make a person, you, you go through your own career, you get drafted by a team. And I have not played this mode for a really long time. I started it on 20, but didn't really get too far into it. Uh, the main thing that I think they've changed this time around is it appears like they've put in some sort of uh, mini story elements where the coach will, they've always had these things where the coach will ask you to do something while you're in the game. Like, Hey, we're down by a goal. I want you to go get a goal out there. Or uh, I want, you know, we're up by a goal. I want you to continue to pressure them. So we don't sit back and let them score. That type of thing has always been there, but now they sort of present it as cutscenes during the game or when you're off the ice, you'll be approached after the game by reporters even, and they'll talk to you about your performance. And then you can like promise to score a goal in the next game or something like that. And um, what that affects is sort of your likability of your teammates, which gives you more opportunity to get the puck passed to you by your teammates and stuff like that. The management will like you more or less depending on your answers, which means you'll get moved up and down the lines. You know, the more they like you, the more likely they are to put you on the power play, for instance. Um, And then you have your brand, which is kind of your personal uh, Sidney Crosby Ovechkin type. I am a star player. Uh, Let's go out there and get some uh, deals with uh, advertisements or something like that. And so they've kind of added that little mini game aspect to it where you're playing this game of sort of like, hey, I I promise to go out and get a goal. And then that's kind of like your target for the next game. Um, And that's all been really cool. That's actually been somewhat helpful in sort of motivating and changing up the game, the way that it feels, the way that I play, uh, depending on what what they ask me to do. It's somewhat similar like i've kind of played enough of the game to see sort of the cycles that go through um and most of the uh eventualities of everything so it's not like never ending Uh, it's not a very impressive array of things that they ask you to do but there are a few different things there that kind of keep things fresh um the other thing that has really been the biggest surprise is just how the game plays, at least in the offline mode. It feels a lot more realistic. Uh, the physics engine feels uh, really good. The way people bump off each other, the way the AI plays. There's still games where I score a ridiculous amount of mm-hmm. goals as a team. Like seven seven goals in a game is not going to happen so often yeah yeah within like 15 games i think there's been three or four of them that (laughs) doesn't make any sense but for all of those that have happened i've also had games where we've really had a battle a defensive battle or a shootout where they've caught caught up or um stuck with us so it hasn't been a blowout each time where it's like way too easy or i found a way to kind of glitch the goalie out and get a goal every time Mm -hmm. so um yeah, all of this stuff kind of adds up to be a pretty compelling career mode for uh, what is essentially like the one player uh, wannabe armchair sports guy, you know, like actual <laughs> player on a team. So, yeah. 
Uh, I play for the LA Kings for anybody interested. I, I was drafted third overall, I think. Um, hoping, obviously, to end up on the Red Wings, although that would be kind of a demotion considering the way that they're playing. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be nice to be home. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm putting in game after game. It's super simple. It's, you know, it's that sort of muscle memory-esque s- sports game strategy as opposed to... I don't know other games where you have to like really pay attention to the story or you have to really pay attention to your health bar or whatever it might be. I don't know. It scratches a way different itch than anything else that I've ever played. So have you tried that, that rewind game yet? The 94, 94. No, I have not. I still got to do that, man. I want to try it too. Cause I don't know. I, I have, I've tried playing the newer iterations of NHL. I think a few times over and it just seems too much for me. Like I, I'm that old school sports gamer. Yeah. So I'm not sure I can handle it and dig into it as much as I'd like to, but I feel like the rewind would be a good fit where I'm like, okay, I remember this. This is nice and easy, you know? Well, and I don't blame you. Cause like getting into the game, there's, you're just bombarded with all these menus and different mm-hmm. modes and stuff. And you're like, where do I even start with this? Um, and do you still have to like flick the stick to shoot? You don't have to. They ask okay. you now how you want to play. Oh, see, I like that because I'd rather not do that, and I could probably handle that. Like, I hate the ones that make you flick the stick to shoot and like a golf NBA game. Yeah, golf games. Like NBA <laughs> even does that. Like they all kind of do that now. It's like it's, I don't like that. Even the boxing games back in the day, they haven't yeah. been a boxing game in a while. But that it's everything was that right stick. Mm-hmm. You know, do half circles and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I play with the still the skill stick, but that that's been a mainstay since like. 2011 or something so i'm used to it now it's like like i said it's like riding a bike you get back on and oh yeah away you go so the last thing i want to talk about real quick is that josh and i had talked about playing a way out which is that Uh, ea two-player story driven game and when i heard about this it was interesting that enough that i wanted to play it i just was like who am i ever going to play this with (laughs) you know uh thankfully it, it is online multiplayer as well. Uh, so that gives me more of a chance on like overcooked one, which was like local multiplayer. And I'm like, okay, I'm never going to play this with anybody. So uh, it's about two guys who meet in prison. One has already been there and the other guy just shows up for his first day as it were. And you end up sort of through circumstances meeting up in uh, becoming buddies and helping each other to find a way out. Now, it is interesting to play. It's fun enough because it has these mechanics where you're doing this or that, or the other thing. Um, and it keeps it fresh. Like probably my favorite part so far, we haven't gotten super far into it. We've broken out of prison. That's as far as we've gotten. Okay. We're still escaping, so to speak. Um, <laughs> spoilers. You end up getting out. <laughs> it doesn't take place in yourself for the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh yeah, we've made plenty of prison break TV show uh, jokes and references. So, but one of the funnest things was uh, having to walk up this wall back to back, and it has this interesting mechanic where you kind of have to time the button presses, but at the same time you also have this like swinging meter, yep. so you have to also perfect that part too. And uh, the only thing is though is I couldn't stop laughing about how terrible like the dialogue delivery is. It's yeah. so bad. At first, I put it on the writing, and I was like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe it's like with The Witcher, the original, where like everything was written very badly translated, and so mm-hmm. like the voice 
actors just had so much to go off um so they just kind of played it straight but then i realized you know what it's not the writing i think it's just the delivery because they just sound so uninterested in what they're doing i don't know i don't know but it, it it's almost laughable yeah donnie donnie and i played this when it came out um i think we ended up doing like two different play sessions and we got to about the point i think you and josh are at too and we're like yeah yeah, it's, we were we we're all set. We just stopped playing it. Like we never talked about it again. <laughs> Moved on to something else. It was just I'm good. It was like, okay, this is a neat idea. Okay, it's fun enough. But then you're like, I just don't care. Like I don't know. Yeah. It just it didn't grab me. Well, and it's it. They're not really that likable. And the the lines, you know, it it's no it's no Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. You know, you don't like these characters really. They they don't do anything to make you like them. So you're just kind of like playing the story for the sake of it and with josh it's it's a lot of fun because we're joking around and making fun of it but if i was to play this by myself and a computer was was playing as the other character it would be awful (laughs) so i i gotta say i'm glad that josh and i are playing it i we don't have plans to play it again yet but i would imagine it's not a very long game so we might uh over the course of this year i'm sure we'll end up having a couple sessions and, and finishing it just for the sake of it, I guess. Um, hopefully he doesn't get on board with video games and say that he loved it. And and I just crapped on it. Yeah. I know he was, he was laughing about it too. So I know he doesn't think it's like game of the year material or anything. So you think maybe, maybe I never know. You don't want to assume never assume. It's true. Um, all right. So for me, I really haven't been playing anything. I've been in a bit of a rut. It did that ring fit. Like I said, the other day, um, playing Fortnite here and there, not even that I'm not even playing that often. I did dive back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla though. I'm still pulling away from it. I'm still enjoying it enough. I just don't get anywhere in it. I think that's, what's frustrating me. I'm seeing like, I think Kyle said in the discord earlier today, he beat it and it was at like 80 hours. Um, wow. But he didn't do a lot of the side stuff. Like his power level was like lower. Um, and then Nathan got like power level 400, which is like the maximum in the game. And he did like 95% of the game he completed. Good Lord. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like the, I, I literally have not moved the narrative of this game, like very far at all. They talk about all the times you can go back into the real life. Like I'm doing so much side stuff and just trying to clear stuff off the map that I don't, I haven't gotten outside the, the first, I don't want to spoil anything. So like once you break out and you go on your own tribe and you start your own clan, Spoilers. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you start your own clan and you have this area that you're kind of just settling in on. I've completed the beginner area only. And wow. that's it. Whoa. That's it. How but many hours? At le- I'm at least 30 or 40 hours in. Good Lord. You'll be playing this game till next year. That's what I mean. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I probably could mainline the story, but it's like I pass by so many things just to get to the next main mission. That it's like I would have to ignore all this stuff that's all around. Yeah. Um. I, I'm at the point now I where to... I went to like your character has like a flashback. I don't even remember what happened. Something happens and your character wakes <laughs> up in Asgard, but he's not like it's still your guy. Like he looks like your character. Yeah. But he's not. They're calling him by a different name and everything. So it's like clearly not you. It's a dream or something. Okay. I've been in Asgard for ten plus hours. That's a long dream. And there's just all these things to collect in there. And you're like, like I don't know if I'm ever going to come back here, so I better right. get them now. And I'm like, do I need these? They're not, they're not hard to get, 
but there's like 40 of them. So I'm like, yeah, why need to get them all? So it's like, it's just these stupid things like that where I'm just, I'm not doing anything, but I'm having a, a fun enough time doing it, I guess. Um, it is still kind of, and I understand that this direction Assassin's Creed has gone in the last three games. It still just irks me that it's no longer like a historical game. It's more of a fictional game. Like it's fully gone in that realm. Like the second you wake uh, up and you're, I'm in Asgard. Here's Thor. Here's Loki. It's not Assassin's Creed to me. Like that's that's Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Like that's what that game is. Like to me, like it's God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I get that. Like that's a me thing. It's just that they grounded Assassin's Creed so much in history to be starting with know, Origins, right? Yeah, with Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. They did they did this fictional stuff in it. Like in in uh, Origins, you had like the gods, the Egyptian gods. In Odyssey, had you know Medusa and stuff like that. Like oh, okay. they've done this recently. But you go back to like Assassin's Creed one through even Black Flag. Stuff was more historically accurate. Yeah, to that timeline. Yeah, it just seems like now they're like, well, forget it. Let's just make this really fun, exciting action game. You know, sneaking around isn't necessary at all in Valhalla. So like, it doesn't even need to be called Assassin's Creed. It's, it is closer to a God of War game. Like you just go out and you maul people like your single character can take down 20 people at once easily like without even having any trouble and then now you got frost mm. giant showing up and you got thor and you got loki and i'm like what what happened to me being a viking in england like how does that work with him being so he's part of the assassin's creed right no and he's act your character actually isn't your character runs into somebody that is and because of like you helping them out they gave you the wrist blade which by the way you practically never use because you just chucking axes at people instead right why would you so you're friends with one i don't know if something happens later on where you actually get into the brotherhood but they more just taught you some of their ways uh because you're a viking you're not used to sneaking around maybe climbing buildings and doing like that stuff yeah you do still do that stuff but very rarely do you actually need to sneak or jump on somebody from above without them noticing you're there like you don't have to do any of that you could just go in making all the noise in the world if you want to um, but yeah, your your character's not even technically an assassin. So it's strange. You know, it is what it is. Like I said, I have no problems with the game. It's just, and this is a me thing. Like I said, I didn't dive into uh, Origins or Odyssey as much as I've played Valhalla. Like I'll, I'll, I will openly admit that. Um, so this is clearly the, the direction they've gone. It just seems so different for me that you're really no longer an assassin. So they could have just called it something else and still be just as good a game but they're probably banking on the name Assassin's Creed. Like that's, they know if you put that name on it, you're going to sell multi-million. So, right. Well, uh, and I think they sort of designed themselves into a corner because yeah, like you, uh, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed trilogy. Uh, sure. You know, like you can easily have sort of the similar flavor of game throughout three games and, and it's okay. But now you're on like how many installments you okay. got to do something different, but if you do something different, then it's not going to feel like an Assassin's Creed game. Um, so yeah, you're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't basically. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm so far removed from the series. Black Flag is the last one I've played, and I do plan on playing Origins uh, eventually because I have it, and then probably see how I feel about that and go to yeah. the next ones. But, I mean, it's very obviously changed, and like you said, if you, it's I don't know what the point is if you're not part of the Assassin's Creed people. You yeah. know, they did the Templar game. That was interesting, and it still makes right. sense. Yeah. So I... I don't know. Yeah, there's been no mention of. Well, there's. It's this weird thing. They kind of mention like the Templar. They kind of reference the people that eventually became the Templar. I guess so. They're going even like farther back. Yeah. 
Um, which I guess, you know, timeline speaking, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it just, it's really, it's more of an action game, which again, that's completely fine. And I think this, this trilogy, the, those three games are probably all very similar. They're just different, you know, locales and, and, um, environments environment i'm trying to think of the the name the fiction like the different fictional like ecospheres that they're doing um you know the different gods that they're invoking and stuff like that for each of these mythology thank you three different mythologies they're focusing on but but systematically i think those these three are the same game so it still fits that mold it's just it's so different from when i was really more invested in assassin's creed that i'm just not used to it again liking the game it just doesn't feel like an assassin's creed game to me because I'm used to the old ones. That's all it is. Nothing wrong Got with you. it. And clearly they're selling and people love them. I just, it doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed to me anymore. It feels like God of War. Well, and I imagine if you've played the other two like in this mythology trilogy, if you want to, um, it wouldn't feel as as much of a departure as it yeah. would me who just comes in and starts playing this game. And for some people, this might be their first, mm-hmm. uh, Origins might be their first Assassin's Creed game. And then they go back to the other ones and they're like, what is this? How How is this even related? So I guess- yeah depends on where you're coming to coming from into the series so yeah totally again i'm liking i'm still playing it because i don't really have anything that's pulling me away um from it like i I do need to go back to watchdogs but i'm waiting on the dlc to drop for that um immortals i was kind of going to dive into after i finish assassin's creed i don't need to rush into it to play more of that on xbox i want to play it on now Mm -hmm. um but yeah we'll see the game i actually spent more time playing and this is so stupid lucas (laughs) solitarica Boy, I guess I guess that's how you say the name. So this was one of the free games that Epic gave out during the week. That week that they did, like the 15 days they did where they all the games they were given away. Yeah, this was one of the games. Wow, I'm looking at pictures. Okay, it's as you can imagine from the name, it's a solitaire game. But what you do is you play solitaire, and especially traditional solitaire, you have your deck and you put the cards with a higher or lower to make the chain get points. But the cards all have different attributes, such as like attack, shield, um, speed, and like focus. I think they call it agility and focus. Mm-hmm. And you have a deck of abilities that you can swap out and purchase new ones as you as you upgrade and gain more coins to do something. So if you gain like four attack cards, you clear four attack cards, you gain the ability to strike, you know, the deck and knock out two cards just randomly without having to match them at all. You just hack slash Mm -hmm. um and you're playing against a a character like a a creature almost pokemon style you you're basically just going through a tower of enemies like mortal Kombat. you have like that tower you you take somebody on you before that's exactly how the overworld is in this um as you clear each one you gain money and you can purchase new upgrades or items to make your character stronger um maybe start with you know three attack cards already so you already can use an ability right from the start or three shield to protect yourself from attacks coming in because basically you have hit points and um if they get you down to zero you're out your goal is to clear their deck in front of you and that's how you beat them to move on to the next character um as you go along the different you know enemies you're facing have different abilities like some are poisonous um some will have larger decks than others so instead of having to clear like four cards in a row it might be six cards long with five cards deep. So it's much longer to beat them and take it down. Some can regenerate and add more cards to their deck, so on and so forth. But at its core, it's literally just a solitaire game uh, with a little bit of like RPG elements in there built in more Pokemon style, you know, combat um, more than anything. And I don't know why, but this is a great time waster. You just don't need to think and you just play through. I, I, I don't know. It looks it, it's very visually pleasing. I like yeah. the artwork. Um, I could. Yeah, um, it looks like a mobile game. 
Uh, yeah, I, I could see it being a mobile game a, for sure. In a good way. Yeah. It looks accessible like a mobile game, I, I guess. I could see this being a good time waster. Like once you learn how to play, it doesn't seem like it would be overly uh, needy of your of your uh, attention. And so yeah. I could totally see wasting a bunch of time in something like this where you just kind of you have that draw to keep progressing. You yeah. have sort of this. I, I've said it about board games before. Yeah. And probably video games as well is like you can take something like solitaire and then have me play it and I'll be bored. But if you put like a theme around the mechanics, then I'm invested. And that's kind of like what this is doing, where they they take that core game and twist it a little bit, give it some themes, give it some, you know, magic, if you will. And uh, suddenly it's that much more appealing, at least to me. So this this is working for me, dude. And it's it's cool. Too, because like as your goal is to just get as far as you can. Uh, when you die, you know your currency or how far you made it is converted into these different kind of points that are used to upgrade your deck. <laughs> it's a it's a roguelite. Uh... It, it is. It's a roguelike solitaire. It's exactly what it is. Never but you I start off with a deck that's game. basically like a warrior deck, where all of your cards are either attack or defense only. So in order to get some of those other abilities, you actually have to clear your opponent's deck because as you clear their cards, you gain those points. Uh huh. Um those extra points as you die and you kind of come back if you build up enough of those credits while playing multiple times you can buy different decks so there's like a monk deck which focuses more on healing yourself and being defensive than it is attacking folks Mm. so and you can actually upgrade your deck too to give different abilities like right now i'm just playing with the warrior deck so far but i've upgraded it so whenever i pull a queen of any suit it will automatically kill the next card in line so if i draw a card it's a queen it's going to kill a card right away and i can still play the queen would you say um, she's a killer, killer qu- queen? Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I have another one where all my tens um, will regenerate two health. So if I draw a ten, I instantly get two health points back added to my score. Um, so there's different upgrades you can do for your decks as well as unlocking different decks. So it gives you a reason to kind of keep going back and experimenting with how your gameplay, how your gameplay style is going to be, and the kind of deck you're going to build and play with. So it is pretty deep for a solitaire game when you really think about it, but it's fun and yeah. it's a great little thing I can have on. If I'm having a, a slower day at work and I don't need to have both screens operational, like if I'm just waiting for emails to come through, I can keep that up on one screen, and kind of just go back and forth and play it when I can. Like you said, I don't need to divert all my attention to playing solitaire. I can let it go and it just stops on your move. Like it's not like anything's going to happen if I don't take my turn. So it's a nice little game. So yeah, if you were able to pick that up in the Epic store, like me, like I just grabbed them all as they came through, whether I was going to play them or not. Um, if you have that one, it's worth checking out. I think it's a, it's a fun little game if you're into solitaire at all, and this gives you a little more reason to want to play solitaire. Uh, I jokingly said it's a roguelite. Or it really a roguelike, is. And I, I was like, I never thought I'd say that about a card game. Apparently, it's a whole thing, roguelike. Is it really? Players. Yeah. <laughs> Slay, some examples, Slay the Spire. Oh, and I haven't played that yet. Dicey Dungeons, Hand of Fate, uh, that Deep Skies Derelicts game that you uh, sent my way. Oh yeah, yeah. Also on there, so yeah. There, I mean, it's a whole thing, which okay. makes sense. I guess it's you know a, another mechanic that mm-hmm. people can lean on to make a game. So very yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's fun. But yeah, just a little weird thing I was playing, but I actually clicked with it. it wasn't just something I put on. I was like, oh, this is dumb. It actually uh, resonated with me, if you will. Nice. But uh, that's that's it from us. So let's hear from you folks. It's time for us to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one up, Lucas, comes from Josh. He wants to know, what was the highlight of your 
2020. Also, when will I be able to touch people in real life again? Um, Josh, spoiler alert, we all know you do it. You already touch yourself, and you are, in fact, a real person, and you are doing it in real life, and you really should stop doing it around playgrounds. Wow. (laughs) That got serious, Josh. Knock it off. Knock it off. Um, Yeah, I don't know when we're going to be able to get back to people because it just seems like numbers are getting higher and higher what, what today as we're recording we've reported a new record high for the country in both deaths and new cases we're it's going to be a, an explosion because nobody listened to stay home during the holidays and so it's going to be awful for the, that, the spring probably yeah and that and more cases of the that strand that was found in the uk where it's more contagious yeah so it's not as severe supposedly i mean who knows we don't really even know the all the effects of the original COVID at this point but supposedly it doesn't affect you as severely but yet it's way more contagious contagious. someone's playing plague incorporated and leveling up their plague and and stop it yeah like i really don't know like you said i would hope by spring but i'm i'm in the back of my head i'm thinking summer fall again like i don't i really don't know we have to wait until everyone is like they have to administer the last vaccination. Well, <laughs> and and I'm we- wondering, does this does this vaccine even work on the new strain? Uh, I read I don't know. that it is likely to. Likely, but, okay, but they don't know because there hasn't been enough cases and they haven't tested it. But it's like, not as likely as the flu, like if you get flu vaccinations and then run into a different flu. Strain, yes, it that's what helps. Yeah, well, no, well, that actually happened to my wife. So we, we get the flu shot every year in my house. She, you know, she got the flu shot. We went to Florida. This was a couple of years ago. She got flu B, which was like the other flu. And they're like, yeah, the shot is really just a best guess as to what type of strain the flu is going to be for that year. And if they're wrong, surprise, here's all these other flus and it doesn't really help you. So the back of my head, I'm like, well, if it's like that, I'm like we're screwed. Like, yeah, okay. we didn't know what COVID was in the first place. We still don't know. I don't know how they made a vaccine that works as well as they're claiming, but okay, I'll go along with it. But now here comes this new strain and it's like, well, shit, does this work too? Yeah, no kidding. How many strains are there now? Oh gosh. I don't know, it's purple kush. Um there's J oh oh. Um yeah. Those are the only strains I need, baby. Yeah, baby. Um see I don't know about that point. Highlight of my twenty twenty, I don't really know. It twenty twenty just sucked. I know mean, we've all said it. Um I guess for me it was just it, trying to look on the bright side a little bit. And now I think everyone's kind of tired of it. It was nice at the start of this to spend more time with my family, uh, being able to work from home, have them in school, but like just seeing them more often yeah. at this point, I, I'm all set. I would love if they went back to school. I still like working from home. I can deal with that, but I would like if they weren't around so much, but that's, you know, <laughs> it's been a long time folks. We're, we're getting close to Almost 10, a year. 10 months at this point. Yeah. So it, I get that. Um, but yeah, I would say either that or, um, you know, my first nephew was born in 2020 so uh it was at the end of 2020 but he was there so that was nice to have that uh because i've had all just girls in my family so to have a boy is a little bit different and eventually my wife will be watching him on the daily as well as my my niece so uh come march uh we i will see him on a daily basis so that'd be nice too so i guess i guess that would be my highlight Uh, nice but yeah what about you nice uh for me i oh boy it's it's tough because (sighs) life pretty much stayed the same for so long after the lockdown that <laughs> every, every day was the same for a while. Uh, I think what was honestly the nicest was probably Christmas and the, the two weeks off that we got just because like life had been so weird with my son being uh, online learning and everything. And it's been really tough because yeah. my wife is trying to do the online learning thing or online teaching, I guess. And uh, we have a little one, 
who's basically one and a half years old and she's getting into everything. Mm -hmm. I've talked about a little bit on the discord. So like life is just really hectic right now. Um, And like to be able to have everybody not working, not having to worry about school and just be home again or not be home again, but be like, in the living room and we're all just spending time together. Yeah. Cause even though we're all in the same house, like we kind of all were separated sort of doing our own things. You didn't have to go and do something at a certain time. You just be lazy. Yeah, exactly. I had backup and it was just (laughs) nice. And also this year, like, I don't know, for some reason this year felt more like Christmas to me than last year did. And I'm not really sure why, but I think it's just because we had, we didn't have a lot of plans. We sort of, planned for christmas ahead of time just because it was like well if we want anything we're gonna have to order it and pick it up for groceries so i you know i had the eggnog and we had we didn't have like any christmas parties per se Mm -hmm. but we were able to spend time together we watched a lot of christmas movies and it was very almost nostalgic kind of like how i remember doing christmas when i was a kid we didn't really do anything we just did activities you know build a snowman whatever it might be it's, so. it's nice just being able to to slow it down a little bit like you said i we we still had stuff going on but it was with our bubble so my sister-in-law my in-laws but yeah it definitely was less people than we were used to and i didn't have to run to three different houses on christmas eve and two different houses on christmas day it was my no. house and then my sister-in-law's house on christmas day we went there like that was it so there wasn't any real traveling or any going around bustling the kids back and forth it was much more chill uh and that was nice that's kind of something i i mean do I miss the large family gatherings a little bit? It affected my, it bothered my wife more than anybody else. Cause it was the first time really in her life. Uh, she had Christmas Eve without all of her cousins and everybody like all together. So like that, yeah. that was rough. Um, and so I completely understand that. But for me, I'm like, I, I liked it. <laughs> like it was, I'm, it was great. It was much more relaxing. I'm in the same boat because like I, we barely see any of my family. I don't really have any family. We don't do anything for my side. Um, so for my wife, it was like, the grandparents who are getting on in age and they haven't seen the kids in a while. And it's like, you feel bad. Cause well, I mean, we did go and visit them outside of Christmas, but yeah. uh, it's all masks on and everything. Yeah. And we're all social distancing for the most part. Grandpa, I'm looking at you where, where your darn mask, old man <laughs> talking to every grandpa out there. Every, right every grandpa, you're all guilty. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Josh, for that. Sean Capri writes in, what was your favorite subject in school growing up and how does it relate to your favorite game? Oh, my favorite game. Yeah. That was games. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it can, I guess, if, if you have an answer for that. Uh, well, I mean, my favorite subject, I don't think this will be a surprise to anybody who knows me, is, uh, was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I play NHL because I'm a jock. Yeah, exactly. Surprise! I just ripped my clothes off and I'm wearing like a jersey. Um, no, uh, it was art class. I really enjoyed art class. Um, I mean, that's kind of... Uh, art obviously is very tightly enmeshed into any game. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll go... It was one of my second favorite... Uh, kind of my surprise favorite that I really enjoyed actually spending time in and that was science class. I've always liked science. Uh Um, I've never liked math. Uh, The math parts of it were sort of, I don't know. I've never been able to get my head around math. I'm terrible at it. Uh, Again, I need something that represents these numbers. I can't just do numbers. Whereas science is more grounded in reality. And one of the things I've always, one of the sciences I've liked is, um, 
uh, is uh, the galaxy, space, mm -hmm. stars. And so with Mass Effect being one of my favorite games, the idea of being able to travel in a semi-realistic world, but also places we've never seen before, all these different planets that are sort of almost Star Wars-esque, like you've yeah. got, here's your frozen tundra planet. Um, but it wasn't Star Wars, you know, it was a completely different thing. Uh, it was very alluring just for that, that alone being able to fly a spaceship through the, through the galaxy and, uh, visit different alien races and places and everything. So, uh, that, I guess that is probably more interesting than, uh, games have art in them. My favorite <laughs> game is Mario paint. Oh God. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a science guy too, um, and also hate math. That's why I hated physics. Uh, yeah, science, dude. It was like all math, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to do the the other stuff. Like, I have I have recorded at my high school, and I, I don't know if it's still standing. I, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. The highest recorded average for oceanography class. <laughs> what? I don't know why. Um, I ended the year with 108 average. Oh my goodness gracious! Be because it's I got. So every question right and every test but he also would do weekly he'd play jeopardy like every couple weeks he played jeopardy and jeopardy was bonus points added to your extra, average extra credit yep and i would smoke people on that so i'd always get nice. more than ever like i got a freaking medal somewhere uh, obviously stupid. the answer is hammerhead shark uh and it's dummy. like stupid because there's all like phases of the moon and the tides and like you're right there there was animal biology marine biology in there too but it's like and it wasn't like growing up i was ever interested in that it wasn't like a kid who wanted to be like i want to go you know train dolphins like every girl goes through that phase like it just i don't know yeah. just click with me and i just i related to it easily uh biology chemistry stuff like that i always did well with but um my favorite subject probably actually happened more in college and that's when um you have like, you know, your core classes you take to get your associates and your bachelors. So I did that stuff and you always had like your electives. Well, I kind of caught on early on that if I got all electives uh, and had them in the same field, I could squeak out another associate's degree just by using my electives. If I put them all in the same basket. Wow. wow look at you. So I got a second associate's degree when I was getting my bachelor's in abnormal psychology. And that's probably Whoa. my favorite subject was, and that includes things like mental disorders, right. um, parapsychology, things of that nature, um, you know, cryptozoology, stuff like things like that, like yeah. just the weird and unexplained stuff. Fun um, stuff. <laughs> and that's like, those are kind of the games I like too, is any game that messes with your mind, even if it's something just as simple as like, um, you know, what remains of Edith Finch or those games that make you think it's going one way and it just like goes off on the reservation or yeah. things that just, you know, psychological thrillers, things of that nature is kind of always uh, interest me layers of fear because that deals with like mental disorders and stuff like that when your character is, you know, disturbed, um, you know, just kind of those types of games always intrigue me and that narrative they're able to weave in and how you can take those experiences that I've studied and they actually tie them into a game in an almost realistic way as of somebody that is facing those types of things. Like you um, could almost put yourself in the shoes of somebody yes. who was actually experiencing that. Yeah. And as to most gamers, like if you didn't study that kind of stuff, you're kind of just like, Oh, this is cool. But for me, it's like studying that stuff. I'm like, wow, they did a really good job of how somebody that struggles with this would feel in this situation or the opposite. While wow, they did a terrible job. And this is nothing like <laughs> bipolar disorder and stuff of that nature. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where it is. So I, I couldn't like pinpoint a specific game, but a genre, like those types of games, anything that messes with your mind uh, in a game, whether it's in the narrative or in the actual presentation, uh, I appreciate those, and that's probably because of what I like to study in, in college. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, and last question comes in from Jace, which is a follow-up to Sean's question, is why does Sean use excessive use in the word? So when he writes out favorite, uh, it's F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. And that's because, Jace, Canadians don't know how to spell. Um, their alphabet is all screwed up. They put U's in weird places. They call a Z a Z. Z, yeah. Like Z is the villain from Power Rangers. That's not a letter of the alphabet. <sighs> so, yeah, just Canadians don't know how to spell. That's what it is. I think they just want to try to be fancy. You know, what's like boot? Calure, Feverut, Liqueur, Liqueur. Meanwhile, Tim Hortons. <laughs> I will say they have some of the best McDonald's in North America. Very clean, the Canadians. Well, I mean, in the last year, no one's been able to go into a McDonald's, right? Like, so that's true. That's I mean, true. I can only do the drive through here. I mean, maybe some states are different, but I can't go into a McDonald's. I can only go through the drive through. Uh, I think here you can go in, but you can't eat. You can just okay. get the food and get the heck out of there. Yeah, ours is just like, no, you can't come in. Just because I don't know actually, why you would go in, but they actually remodeled the McDonald's that's near me to, um, it, which is weird. Like it must have been terrible timing. They like it was right when COVID started. They were remodeling the entire outside and inside. So the inside is like the super nice, like a higher end McDonald's almost. But yeah. no one's ever been in it in the last ten well, months. You know, I've been thinking about that. Actually, now is the time to remodel because oh, you don't have to worry about anybody. Yeah. The problem is, is I wouldn't have done it right away because they yeah. probably were hoping to get people like, hey, that's, check out the that's what it was. But the, the convenient thing, though, is they added the double drive through at mine because of that. So they have like the oh, two. Yeah. So that helped because that that McDonald's always had a line if you went a certain time of day. And now that's a little bit more manageable. That double drive through works pretty darn good. I it mean, does. that's like one example of people who actually, for the most part, follow the rules because there's yeah. no, like nobody there telling who to go. Like, no. God forbid you should finish your orders at the same time. And then somebody's has to, it's okay. You can, you know, that's not going to happen. No, just, no. I, I'll tell you the best drive through management in fast food, Chick-fil-A. Hands yeah. Down. Oh, for sure. They are dude. incredible. Hands I don't down. understand how they operate so well, how they find people willing to work for the crappy, you know, fast food wages, but they seem like the best people. Yeah. And they have way more like responsibility. They have to go outside, start taking other people's orders when the line gets big. They ask They've your got... name. So when you do that whole weird drive through navigation where who's going to go, yeah. you still get to that first window and say, hi, is this order for Kevin? Well, yes, it is. And it's like, always right. They're never, they're never like, is this order for Bob? And you're like, no, no, no I'm Kevin. Yeah. They know it. They know what happened. They have eyes everywhere. It's because Jesus supports Chick-fil-A, right? I think that might be what, <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Or they just employ robots. Which, fun fact, apparently you nominate a Jesus. You vote for Jesus now. That's just... Yeah, I found... I mean, we can't go to church, but we've been doing this online thing, and I found that out uh, last Sunday. (laughs) Did you you vote for your next Jesus? It uh, it hasn't come up yet. That's uh, right around Easter is when you vote for the next Jesus. Would you say that would be your own personal Jesus? Jesus. (laughs) I reached out and I touched faith. (laughs) Oh boy! Just for everyone's wondering, we did update the Spotify playlist, so we added like another twelve songs <laughs> this past week. So check that out on Spotify, PSVG Prime. Uh, so that's it for questions, everybody. Thank you for sending those in. It was fun as always. You can always let us know uh, via Twitter if you wish, or let us know in the Discord. That's probably the best place to reach out and touch us. Ooh. Not literally. We answered that for Josh already. You can't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just don't. I don't like to be touched. Everyone else, not Josh. That's true. Fair enough. But. Lucas, it's been a week. In fact, it's been three weeks at this point since we're recording it. So it's time to check out the news of the weeks. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. 
Because it's plural, right? Is that how that works? I think um, so. I'll go first. I have three here. I don't know if we're going to do all three, but I'll go first. Oh, um, so there was a big thing, and I was kind of wondering about why this happened. When the Xbox Series X came out, and the Xbox Series S came out, and the new controllers were unveiled with the great little share button, the nice uh, texture on the back of the remote that's here now, so it has a, has a grip feel to it. It's not smooth. It's nice. Very, very yeah. nice controller. Very nice controller. Here's the weird thing, Lucas. Yo. Batteries. Batteries. And I, I don't understand why, because these controllers aren't cheap. They're not cheaper as you normally be when you have to buy batteries for them, right? They're right, the same yeah. price as, as the, the PlayStation 1s and the Nintendo Pro controllers. Like, they're expensive things. It, you know, then I got my Dual shock don't have batteries in them, right? No, not at all. So, shark. Right. What's the deal? What's the deal? Well, here's the deal. Apparently, oh. there was a secret deal. Oh. That Xbox, Microsoft, and Duracell had. <laughs> secret, it or secret. Not. They've got a secret. Yeah, so while every other console controller in the market uses inter- internal rechargeable batteries, Xbox still let you use AAA batteries to power them. And new remarks by a Duracell spokesperson possibly shed light onto why this is. There's always been a partnership with Duracell and Xbox. It's a constant agreement that Duracell and Microsoft have in place, um, said their marketing manager, Luke Anderson. Um, basically said the deals for OEM to supply the battery product for Xbox consoles and also the controller battery. So that deal is going up, been going on for a while and it's going to still be continuing going on for a while more. So basically I did get, when I purchased the controller, when I purchased the console, it did come with Duracell batteries. So instead of like the generic cheapo batteries, they did get brand name batteries in there, which that's a good thing. Yeah. And that's because of this arrangement they apparently have. So the reason now you can buy special battery packs for these controllers, but keep in mind, this is a, I think these controllers go for 60 bucks. I don't know if you're looking that up or 70 bucks. Yeah. And then you need to spend another 30, I think for the rechargeable battery packs. So you're looking at a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's weird for the ability to have it rechargeable. I don't, you think they would at least give you the option to buy it one way or the other. Right. And that's even the elites, which, you know, $250 controllers, don't have the option for just rechargeable built in. Whereas even Nintendo is, does it in their pro controllers, their joy cons, like none of those use, you know, changeable batteries, all yeah. the PlayStation ones for years, not changeable batteries. Like whenever you think of controllers that use batteries, it's normally like the cheapo generic controllers Power that a. do the batteries. Like, so it seems, it seems a little weird to me, but apparently that's the reason why. Um, yeah. So the elite wireless two costs $180. It doesn't come with batteries or, uh, battery pack that's ridiculous it should at least come with a battery pack i mean 180 bucks come on yep. come on wow so it's not only a deal but duracell is not only like um purchaser friendly i guess you want to say it's yeah. also more waste you're making in the environment so it's not even like environmentally conscious because you, you have batteries like, yeah you can buy rechargeable batteries but eventually long term you're gonna have more waste being produced by these controllers than you would if it was just a controller that had a battery built in that yes eventually will someday die but you're only getting rid of that one item if i buy duracell batteries which duracell's hoping we do for my xbox controller i'm potentially throwing away batteries every month that are just more waste in the environment which batteries aren't good for the environment period so let's be honest like that's just bad to have biodegrade you can can't really recycle them easily you just throw them in the trash like right you have to go to like best buy to go recycle them and 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 spoilers guys they just throw them in the trash i was gonna say i'll tell you right now a lot of shit just goes in the trash well and i was gonna say like i don't see a lot of people just bringing in tvs to throw in those little bins at the beginning at the front of the store so or batteries they they used to do 
they used to do with the TVs, like you would get a gift card. I think it was like ten dollars. You get a ten dollar gift card if you brought in like a TV to be recycled. So they encourage you to buy something while you're there. Yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah. yeah. Th- those those did go back to like the warehouse. I don't know what they did with them after that, but like we would load those on the truck. But a lot of times like the batteries and stuff, like they might get thrown in with the TVs. Sometimes they might just get thrown in the trash can. Like nobody cares. I mean, I kind of assume that's what uh, my recycling that picks up, like the trash people pick mm-hmm. up the recycling. I'm just like, it all probably ends up in the same place anyway. Oh, God, yeah. They just burn it or bury it, whatever they're going to do. It doesn't, doesn't. I mean, I'm in this I'm in this uh, problem area right now because now that I have the Xbox One, I'm going through way more batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got to buy the 24 or 48 pack so that I can <laughs> you know, have batteries for three months or whatever. Uh, it's too much batteries, too many batteries. Yeah, I did invest in like I got like some rechargeable batteries on Amazon and like a little strip that charges the battery. So I will say that's been worth it because I have those in all my controllers and um, I have the AAAs for all like the Fire Stick remotes throughout the house because yeah. everybody has those on every TV. So I've invested in those things. So my my battery purchases have gone down significantly, and I've been using the same amount that I bought two years ago i think at this point so i haven't had to replace any of those yet so that's been worth it but you're right it's like you either spend a little bit more up front to have those and have the yeah. luxury there and and hopefully you remember to keep some charge you don't run into a situation where you have no batteries um but it is an upfront cost again that you need to to purchase and then plan for yep yep who who loves to who doesn't love to plan for your battery purchase right yeah yeah uh you want to talk about a little bit of minecraft not really, but you have it on here, so I guess we will. <laughs> well, I live in the Minecraft world now, man. I'm all about all the up-and-coming things. and Dude, my daughter, so the one we gave the um, Xbox One S to when I got the Series S, yeah. um, I, I set her up, you know, she can play the games that I've purchased. She can't access the Game Pass because, like, there's weird things. Like, I can game share with Donnie, but... I can't have somebody else that's under my account also use that same stuff. So she can only access stuff I've actually purchased. So stuff that I've bought or I've gotten review codes for, or I will, I've bought her a couple of things. Like I bought her fallout Four because she wanted to play that. Even though it's on game pass, she couldn't play it unless I bought game pass right. for me, which was just dumb. Cause why would I pay for it? And Donnie have to pay for it. So, um, we did it that way. So I bought her that, uh, she was playing the crap out of Minecraft. So I bought game pass ultimate for one month. Cause it cost me a dollar to do that. So she played that. She played so much Minecraft, dude. I had to buy it for her. She is <laughs> all, 13 years old, 14 years old now, all in on Minecraft. Like it's crazy. She just talked to me. I just like blank out. Cause I'm like, I don't even, I've never played Minecraft. Not even once. So I don't know what a cube is. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got this pig and I, I got a Fox and I named it this and I feed it the Fox carrots. And I'm like, Foxes don't eat carrots, I don't think. I'm like, why does your fox eat carrots? But yeah, it's just these weird things. I don't know. It's over my head. So I don't have any actual hate for Minecraft. I've just never played it, and she's obsessed with it. So I kind of just zone out. I I have played more than enough Minecraft. <laughs> I'm I, my son is too young to really understand or play like the adventure mode. So we just build stuff. But after a while, it's just like I'm I don't want to build any more things. I'm done building 500 houses. Please me don't make me do this anymore. Um. Well, I didn't know that this here existed. It's Microsoft's ambitious Minecraft Earth game. But guess what? It's already closing down (laughs) on June 30th, actually. When did it come out? I don't even remember this. So this was announced. uh, It was unveiled uh, May 2019. 
The idea was to recreate the experience of playing Minecraft in the real world through augmented reality and to allow players to build virtual buildings out of materials, hmm. which this was a, this basically was a part of a bigger effort across Microsoft to leverage the help of the HoloLens and Azure cloud server teams. Okay. So they were trying to make a mobile game that would rival Pokemon Go. Sure. And uh, you'd be able to use augmented reality to build things in the real world and then people could come look at them i would imagine uh so minecraft earth was designed around free movement and collaborative play two things that have become near impossible in the current global situation says the minecraft team uh they've had to reallocate their resources to other areas that provide value to the minecraft community and they will end support for minecraft earth in june 2021 so you've got like what about six months six five months, months to play yeah. the final build of the game has been released uh which reduces the amount of time it takes to craft in game and costs of certain materials it's designed to let players craft and build more easily and safely at home in the coming months before the game is disabled on june 30th again is the day uh but it's so funny to me that i saw this and i'm like oh wow this is a thing cool yeah oh it's already been canceled never <laughs> mind i mean it makes sense but yeah i know a lot of these games like like this they mentioned that they try to make it easier to play in the pandemic now i know like months and months ago pokemon did it to make it so you could play at home um, as did the Harry Potter one. I forget the name of that one was, but it's same thing. Like you go out in the real world, you have to walk to locations to do things. They had to make changes as well to keep their operating model going in the game with active players and still working with it. So, I mean, they, they've worked around it. This is just really late for one of these kind of games to do that. Like, like I said, these other games did it months and months and months ago. So for Microsoft to just make this change now and say, Oh yeah, by the way, the game's going away in six months. It's like, okay, I guess I could play it for a little bit longer or some people may download it for the first time because they can play at home now. Um, right it just seems kind of like a missed opportunity where I'm wondering like Microsoft, you have all this money. Like, did you really need to turn this off or they've just not been making money on it all along? Yeah. Like, well, this is a a hole, but it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much of a hole something needs to be for Microsoft to say, we're not going to do this anymore because they have all of the money. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Well, and it seems a little too little too late because if you're going to basically delete the game on June 30th, then why would I even bother at this point? Except for maybe to check it out and be like, oh, so this is what this was. Okay. And delete off my phone. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to mention it to my son, which I would have if it was staying around. But yeah. now it's like, why even get his hopes up for playing it if it's not going to exist now? So especially in like the winter months. So like, and I get not everyone has winter like, like you and I do, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay. So even if COVID does affect these games, which they definitely do, a lot of places encourage, at least they did in New England, to for people to get outside and walk around. Yeah, like, you can, you can be walk. outside, like you can go for a walk. Like to me, it's like okay, well, you can take your son for a walk and go play this game. But yep. you're you're talking about closing the game now in January when people in half of the country won't be outside for a couple months. And like let let's try and be reasonable here. You probably wouldn't be able to like just walk outside the neighborhood with your son till like April. Yeah. Pretty much. Then you have three months before the game's turned off. So it's like, it really seems weird. Like this, this move should have happened a while ago. And maybe like last summer, people could have played this outside. They still could have made it easier and stuff to recharge quicker. Um, but still encourage you to go out and do things. You know? Yeah. Like offset the, I'm sure it takes more than one person to build something significant, but maybe sure. offset that part of it, which it sounds like trying to do, but you know, don't close out. 
just promote the fact that you could get out with the game, like you're saying, and not just close it down. But yeah. I mean, it's their thing. They can do whatever they want. Absolutely. With it, yep. They're just mad that nobody's playing it on hollow lens. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like you and I both said, like, oh, cool. This is a thing. I didn't even know where it's like, oh, well, I guess that's problem number one. If you didn't even know it was a thing, I guess really sure. maybe how many other people thought the same thing. If they're all playing Pokemon Go and Harry Potter, then I mean, it's not even an advertisement in the Minecraft game. And they have like a Minecraft store, That's so true. at least as and far like as like Minecraft dungeons should have advertised. Like, yeah, there should have been opportunity there. That's weird. Yeah, I'm gonna build a castle now. <laughs> I'm gonna put a lot of time into it and then just get everything deleted. Put a big sign up on it in June towards the end saying, "I'm sorry, but your princess is in another castle." And like, but wait, where's the other cat? Oh, it's turned off. And it's deleted. You'll never know. Never know. Speaking of, you never know, Lucas. There's always these stories that come out. Uh, well after something happens like you know potential collaborations via like nintendo and sony where they're going to release the nintendo playstation and we never actually saw one live until like months later yeah in some cases years later you finally saw this thing that they were working on well there's a new story came out and this is due to a uh, podcast i believe it seems uh, that was being done on the history of microsoft there was a point in time lucas when microsoft once proposed to buying nintendo in order to lock its first party games for the xbox Wow. Yeah. So this is crazy. Microsoft reached out to a bunch of companies with acquisitions offered back when it was first getting the original Xbox off the ground. So we're going back a long time. Oh, jeez. Uh, oral history explains. These included Electronic Arts, Midway Games, Square, Square being just Square prior to merging with Enix. Yeah. Uh, EA declined and Final Fantasy developer Square's case, the offer was too low. Like nobody really jumped at these opportunities. Now we're seeing Microsoft acquire all these great studios, Bethesda, all these big ones here. So they've been doing this for a while, or at least trying. Right. They've been trying for a while. So, and that, that's a good thing. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm sure there's NDAs and stuff that was disclosed that they couldn't talk about, but I'm surprised Microsoft had, didn't make that more public when people were saying, I like Xbox, but their first party games are weak compared to Sony's. Like, they should have said, like, dude, we're trying. Like, we're trying to find these people and nobody wants yeah. to sign up. But Nintendo's story is significantly funny. So this was uh, after the launch of the N64 and the GameCube, which obviously those two consoles didn't sell as well as the Super Nintendo uh, Entertainment System did prior to it. Um, so Nintendo was at a little bit of a lower curve in their structure before hitting the Wii and obviously the Switch, mm -hmm. no folks, sells really well. Um, Microsoft proposed to them. <laughs> uh, they meet, They went to Japan to meet with um, Nintendo to see if their offer, if they would consider being acquired. Um, they laughed their asses off. <laughs> like they did an hour long presentation about this offer and somebody just laughed at them. They said, that's kind of how that meeting went. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, they took them serious. They're like, we'll hear you out. It, it's like all of the, the Nintendo execs were like, dude, dude, you gotta you gotta listen to this. Like, okay, tell them what you just told me, <laughs> you know? And yeah. they're like, well, we're thinking about buying you guys out, you know? You've got all these great properties. <laughs> yeah, they said, we actually had Nintendo in our building in January of 2000 to work through the details of a joint venture where we gave them all the technical specs of the Xbox. So they are unveiling to Nintendo, here's our new thing. Here's all the details. Yeah. The pitch was, you know, Nintendo's hardware stunk compared to, you know, Sony's PlayStation. And right. compared to PlayStation, it did. And it still, I don't want to say it stinks. It still doesn't compare to what Microsoft and Sony's doing now. We know that. Yeah, it's um, kind of in the case. Right, right. So the idea was is Nintendo's way better at making games, Mario, Zelda, all that kind of stuff. So why don't you let us take care of the hardware, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Nintendo laughed. <laughs> I find this hilarious. I mean... <laughs> In the I, it's a, hindsight being what it is, it 
obviously that why would you be bought out by Microsoft, especially at that time? Cause they weren't really that proven at all. You know, they're yeah. this computer company that's trying to make a, a console. And then you roll up to the, like one of the longest standing video game companies in the world. And like, Hey, would you care if we come by you? Like you guys make games, right? And it's an American company going to a Japanese company saying, we want to buy you out. And Japan's right. like, <laughs> stupid American. Fools. Yeah. That's what a ridiculous idea. Crazy. Could Crazy. you imagine? Right. It's just like, but can you imagine like Mario Kart? And here's Master Chief uh, Mario Kart. Or like in, in the, the controller. Yeah. In the Warthog. Like Mario Kart in the <laughs> Warthog. That should be a thing, actually. I mean, that that would be funny. But like, imagine like a, a Zelda with the Microsoft's hardware platform. Like, imagine how good that could look. Like, that's, that's kind of, that'd be cool. But see, the thing about Nintendo games is that they're always created it with the idea that the, technical side of things isn't the most powerful i think sometimes creatively limitations help Mm. to make things more interesting and so like you could have a very realistic looking breath of the wild but then would it feel like zelda if it looked like crisis you know so it i wonder how nintendo it would feel and what direction they would go in like they would turn Metroid into like a first person shooter, you know, they would, they would just go in these op- different, they would turn. Um, Have you heard Metroid prime there, Lucas? Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like I more like Halo. Yeah. Uh, you'd be in your, uh, you'd be in your spaceship rolling up on aliens and just like running them over on their home planet or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, you would take like punch out and turn it into fight night or something. Yeah. Like, that I, wouldn't be the same. I, I don't know. It just seems like it would, dissolve into something that wasn't really nintendo at all and it's funny too because like you think of the way nintendo games look and they certainly don't look bad like they don't nintendo does a great job making their especially their games look top tier i will say even compared to these new next gen consoles nintendo still does the best water effects i think than anybody else and yeah. I don't know why i don't know how you play a game like pikmin 3 which was designed on the wii u and you look at the water there it is absolutely incredible and i don't know how they do it but they do it better than anybody else I think maybe part of that is because they tend to make something like that a focus of the game as opposed to just being like, here's an ocean and it has water effects. That's true. It, it, I don't know, especially in Pikmin when you're closer to the ground. And yeah, the nature. Yeah. They just have that magic. They do. Do you Speaking of magic? <laughs> in a young girl's heart? No, because that's illegal. Uh, speaking of magic, I thought... I saw this headline and I thought, what could they possibly be doing with this? Epic Games by Seattle area video game development tool maker Rad. Now, if you're not familiar with Rad, you may have seen it on a totally rad, bro. Uh, you might have seen it on like one of the boot up screams when screen screams screens when you're waiting for uh, for your game to load up and you'll see like Rad Games Bink video. Bink should definitely ring a bell. I remember Bink, yeah. Uh, like in the 2000s, yeah. man, everything was encoded with Bink. I don't think they could even have videos in a game if it didn't have, if it wasn't encoded in Bink. Um, so yeah, Epic Games has acquired the game development tool set creator Rad Games Tools. And I'm thinking, why would they do this? Why would they buy it? What are they going to do with it? Uh, basically, from what I've read, is that they just bought it and are continuing to go as planned they're not really doing anything with it they just want to own it 
and help them to continue uh, kind of what direction they're going in and maybe like integrate a little bit more with Epic, like the game engine. But uh, like as far as Fortnite goes, they've already uh, so Rad has created another thing called Oodle, which is that data compression utility that they use to make the game files so much smaller. So they've kind of already utilized this a little bit. And so I'm kind of like, okay, so why did you buy them though? And I don't really have an answer to that question. They just spent the money to make sure they had them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems like, you know, they're doing, Epic is doing a lot of things. Like that's not, they've been, have been quiet about that by any means, but I feel like almost every move they do is something to do to make Fortnite either easier to develop for or better. And just to keep pumping that engine. Like, I don't, I don't know. And I I mean, I play Fortnite, so I'm not going to complain about it, but you're right. It's like, was this a move to say, okay, yes, we use rad already, but let's, let's own them. So maybe it makes it easier to use the tools or to make the tools what we want to do. Like, like if they own them now, do they walk up and say, okay, rad, make us something that allows us to do this in Fortnite. And now they just go and make that. Like maybe it's something like that where they, they have, they're looking at it from a different perspective. Not, we want to own them to control them, but it's like, Hey, we're going to use them. They have the knowledge and skill set. We want something like this done, but we don't know how to do it. Maybe they do. I don't know. Like shape the the future of the company. They have more like integration into their platform. I mean, it does say Rad plans to continue supporting its current partners in games, film, and television. None of its tools will become exclusive to games or products that use Epic's and Unreal Engine. Based on the announcement, announcement ownership is simply changing hands, and it's otherwise business as usual. Yeah, I mean, Epic yeah. hasn't like. I mean, you think of all the stuff that they do; they really don't. Other than certain games hitting the Epic Store originally, they were like exclusive to them or first time, which even yeah. that they haven't really done recently. So I feel like everything that they're doing isn't focused on necessarily making things exclusive to them. It's more about like, hey, we want these things to help shape our vision. And we'll still let other people continue to use it. And you know what? When you think of it that way is they're getting money that way now. So I, I buy rad. I have them. They can help me shape my vision. But at the same time, I'm still going to make revenue off them by other people licensing and using yeah, it. Yeah, they do make a lot of money. And they already have a licensing deal like set up with uh, the Unreal Engine. So yeah, that does make sense. Why wouldn't you just buy? So yeah, that, I guess that's what it really comes down to is shaping the future of this and also making extra bank off from the licenses that roll in every year or month or whatever. And you got to think too, is with with the, the money Fortnite brings in, which is still a lot, you know, that game is nowhere near being dead. In fact, I think the Mandalorian resurged a little bit Marvel last month. So you think about things that they work with, whether I'm sure there's some sort of licensing fee, they need to use those characters, even though it's mutually beneficial, I think to both companies when they do these things, but there's gotta be a cost associated with that. At some point, you have to figure the Fortnite bubble will burst, but they have that money now. So maybe yeah. this is a way to protect their capital long term. So when Fortnite eventually does die down or go away or something else, they have an additional revenue stream that will continue to come through regardless of whether or not Fortnite is. So maybe it's a protection long game. I don't know. I could see that. Yeah. Not putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of like, I mean, they're not just, I, I've never really thought of Fortnite and Epic as like the Epic never was like the guys who make Fortnite to me. Mm -hmm. They were always like the guys who had the unreal engine and they made the unreal games and and that type of thing. So I would make sense that they would have more than just that one aspect to their portfolio. So it's business one-on-one Kevin. I've been trying to tell you, we need to invest in, um, 
uh, podcasting tools. Let's buy out Podcast Incorporated and license out uh, Podbean. So what we're going to do is we're going to buy Podbean. We're going to buy Sean Capri as well. And we're just going to make money off his podcast. He's the face of Podbean. Right. But he's going to want to spell Podbean P-O-U-D-B-E-A-U-N. And we can't have that. Podbean. (laughs) Podbean. Podbean. (laughs) We love you, Sean. (laughs) Um, We do. We do. do. Never change. We do. Does that wrap it up for this week, Lucas? What do you say? Uh, I'd say put a bow on it, but Christmas is over. So is that bow with a U? <laughs> a B E A U boo. You're my boo. You're my boo. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for telling everybody else. You can follow the show at PSVG. You can follow me everywhere on all social media platforms at PSVG. Kevin head over to the website, PSVG.blog to find links to all the amazing things we do as well as the Patreon and discord. We encourage you to come join us there. Lucas, where can folks connect with you? Uh, yeah. At heavy metal underscore riff. Uh, yes. Touch fingers. Like, uh, Oh God. Why is the name escaping me? The alien name. ET. Thank you. (laughs) game movie that's all i could think of uh on twitter all of the things really instagram i don't use it whatever uh and then of course on the discords come talk to me say things i also do another podcast called flux to post where we do silly things and make poop jokes it's true i've been there i've been there you have been there in the poop i mean not not in the discord oh gosh knee deep but thank you everybody for tuning in thank you for telling a friend and most importantly we ask as always that you never stop banning donald trump from social media platforms. just never let him back this has been a psvg production any music sound effects or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders no infringement is intended the views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.